Yeah. They're here. We're here! Yay! Everyone give a, a hand to Yay, Adam for fixing Adam. our technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to everyone for being so patient. We're so sorry about that. But welcome, welcome, welcome to Literarily Wasted. Finally, my name is Talia. I'm Christy. And Adam and Lucas are over there making sure things work. I'm about to, I'm about <laughs> to go sit in the chair. Yeah. This is where I'm going. <laughs> well, now that everyone has drinks and snacks, um, I'm going to scoot this over so I don't have to look at myself, but we can read what you're saying. Hi, Jay. It's, thank you for my beret. It is actually from France. I had a friend over there ship it to me. Spoiler alert, it was made in China. That's not the point. Um, all right, let's just jump right in because we're late. <laughs> Does everyone want to talk about what they thought of the second half of the book? And by everyone, I mean you. Because <laughs> we're doing things. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome hey. to Literarily Wasted. We're yeah. on time. Mm-hmm. Yep. That only took, what, like 13 minutes to figure out? Technically, we're two minutes early because I am always 15 minutes late, so... Oh, man. Huh? Well, Philip on YouTube said, I assumed Celia's dad was sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved it. Let's, he did. Let's talk about the night circus. Do you want to? Do you want to catch your breath, or do you want to start? No, I only had to run from there to here, but that <laughs> that was pretty exciting, wasn't it? I'll start. Fine. You can okay. unpin. We can unpin this can comment we, now. How do you unpin it? I don't know. No, it lives there forever. So, I. <clears throat> oh, thank you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So I will start. Um, I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm going to make some people unhappy. Let me be clear. I did enjoy this book. I did. I enjoyed reading it. I'm not sad that I read it. And one day I might read it again just to see if I feel the same way. But for me, the second half of this book was a letdown. Oh, you I'm kind of disappointed. Well, let's not. I, I mean, we're jumping to like big conclusions here. Do we well, want to kind of like? Talking we're about talking about how we feel. Feelings. Excuse yeah. Me. I'm not done. So I really enjoyed the first half of this book. I thought it was mysterious. I loved the universe that was being built. I was really, really into it. And then, for me, the the tempo, the all that mystery wasn't as present in the second half of the book. I don't know. It just kind of lost me. Um, I still enjoyed it, but I just. I wanted to be just as enchanted through the whole book. I wanted there to be more surprises, and it felt a little bit more predictable. And I don't know. I so, just I couldn't get as into it. Before, so we'll, we'll go around and talk. But uh, I'm looking through the comments, and um, some people agree with you. Severe agrees with you. But people like Patty, Amber, they're saying, like, I love this book. This, uh, Anthony said that the second half really picked up for him. So we want to hear why you think this because uh if, yes tell us why we're wrong because i feel like and I, i'll let christy speak for her own opinion but uh i feel like we're all kind of on the same page as far as how the second half of the book went what, what do you think christy okay well i love this book um the first half had me completely enchanted i wanted to be there and i felt like the author really transported us there and it was amazing and i Enjoyed most of the last half. I thought that the ending was a little weak, um, but I don't think I had as strong feelings as maybe the rest of you. <laughs> so I, I agree with Talia. Um, in the second half of the book, for me, like I well, I agree with like both of you. Like the first half of the book really sucked me in, and I was really into the world. Like you know, I'm, Lucas hated the whole thing, but. Uh, but, uh, we'll get there in a minute. The first, the first half of the book, like, really, like, I loved it. Like, I loved the world. I loved living in the world. And I was, like, excited to see where it was going. And then the second half of the book was like, oh, you're still here. 
uh, <laughs> well then I guess this happens and then this happens and then uh, and then we get Willy Wonka at the end with Bailey. Oh, you like. thought Willy Wonka too. <laughs> oh, man. But uh But the second Willy Wonka. But Not yeah, anything. like the Johnny Depp Willy yeah. Wonka. But like so, it's you know, we got to the second half and I I didn't get the same sense of like magical like enchanting mysticism that I got in the first half of the book and it was it was disappointing for me. Lucas. <laughs> so, I think if if you recall, um I was struggling with the first half because A she jumps around so much and I thought that they're just there were no stakes like it was it just felt so weak to me that it's like okay these people are competing so i mean some of her imagery was cool but uh then it kind of built up to the end of the first part and i was like okay we're finally kind of getting somewhere second part ramped up a little bit got a little bit more interesting and then it was just like it flatlined for me and I just I couldn't guys it was it was a struggle bus the whole time and and I get like I you know I was looking at the comments a lot of you think it's one of your favorite books and it's just I, I felt the love story was weak um, yeah just, and that's great we we want to hear from you especially if you love the book because we like convince me change my mind so that, like Go ahead. Are you uh, done? Stephanie's saying, yeah. we're complaining that there's no more mystery, <laughs> yes. but isn't that the point of the second half? Yes. Okay. okay. Cool. But like... Um, the way that it was explained... Right? Was just... It's just put right in front of you. Like, and it's just... Like, one of the things that I we touched on on the first discussion was I had questions about, like, the twins' crib and these certain things that showed up and people assumed they were coming from someone and he was like, no, it wasn't mine. And then in the very, very end... The gray suit man was like, oh, by the way, yes, I gave you that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, so, but okay. the, we can like, and I think we should, we should probably pick apart and analyze the whole thing. But I just want to point this out because I know this is something that me and Lucas talked about, and this is something we want to get to. And let's just get this out of the way because Matt Scalise Matt mentioned Scalise it. Said he it. says, quote, yep. Marco sucks. Marco sucks. Whatever is the opposite of shipping a couple, I do the opposite <laughs> of that for Celia and Marco. And yes, I wholeheartedly agree. Marco sucks. Marco, you suck. I don't like you. Do I have to explain myself? Yeah, why? Why does Marco suck? I, there's just really nothing likable about him for me. Like, he's he's emotional to, like, the point of just being able to see emotion. It's like when you, when you feel the temperature change in the air, it's like just that much, but it's like... Eh, yeah, like, but look at his upbringing. He was in an orphanage, and he got adopted by the man in the gray suit who treated him terribly and <laughs> totally isolated him. Like... Sure, he's a little flat, but I think it's because his upbringing was the worst. Yeah, I, I okay, his upbringing was pretty bad, but like, as a character, like, I don't, other than the fact that he and Celia had some, like, special connect connection for bond reason. for some reason, like, there was no reason she should have liked him. Like, nobody should, like, he's just a dull person that, like... They didn't like each other. They liked each other's creations. Well, but that also... That's like liking an actress because a very, of a character she plays. It was a surface level romance. It is and then, not. You're and then they, they <laughs> Fight poofed me. each other into this circus air, and now they just like floaty love each other forever. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about their relationship. Adam just said it was like falling in love with an actress because of the parts that she's played. Because of a character she plays. But that's completely not right. <laughs> No! Yeah, don't here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give y'all one of those bop right no. there. High five. Listen, the, the, their creations were completely from them. They were completely from their imagination, who they were and who they, what they thought like would have the biggest impact. So that's so much more than like being given a part and acting it. Okay, but what if you were the writer, the director, and the starring actor? And does that make a difference? Sure, yeah, because okay. you go into it, and it's not just playing well, a part. Well, then you still like that person that you haven't met them. You like them for what they created. But they, Sukiko even said, like, that everything that they created in the circus was a love letter to each other. And maybe it didn't start out that way, but they definitely built on each other, and, like, they well, were having a conversation through their creations. I guess in this case, actions had to speak louder than words. Because they were never together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, that's another thing. They had a very long distance relationship. 
uh, for like, like Sakito, most of the book. Uh, Stephanie's very fired up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she says, you don't you have don't to love him. him. He's not meant to be loved. Well, good. Because uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, she fell in love with the rooms created. Jennifer's like, I agree with Christy. She's sitting right over there. Thank you. Um, yes. They were flirting, dating, using the rooms. Jay, uh, I agree with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like, I, I don't know. I, let's I just, just talk about, okay, Marco. Marco. Let's, let's, Polo. <laughs> Polo. <laughs> Someone, uh, is it, uh, is it ghost lighting? Is that what Gas you do lighting? with somebody? Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Gas when you make someone think Ghost lights a theater term. Sorry. Uh -huh. Yes, um, he magically ghost lit everybody. Um, yeah, but Chandrish, <laughs> like, let's talk about how, like, he made this, people. he, no, he made that dude, him. like, not even know where he was. I don't and, think that was intentional. Oh, come on. It was he, totally no, intentional. He intended to like mess with his <sighs> memories, but he didn't intend to completely like screw him up. He yeah, but it's not like he, he changes his physical appearance. That. He steals the knife and just makes it disappear. Like I, he's a manipulator. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a classic like like. We've all dated yeah. a Marco. We have all dated a Marco. What The uh, knife hold on. thing. Sure, but wasn't that saving Chandrish? Like, kind of burying the evidence? Also covering his own Lisa butt. Travis. He let's, didn't make that happen. Lisa yeah, Travis. Lisa. Let's talk go. about what he did to Isabel. Okay. Isabel. Uh, okay, like, well, that's. Does that, make him a good, does that make him a good person? No, I think it makes him a terrible person. Wait, I forgot. Le Isabel, the fortune teller? Oh, yeah. Oh, he sucks. Like, <laughs> what? Just. No. He strung her along forever. Because Years. he would a companion. We're getting real fired up on this discussion. This is good. Well, yeah, because we've all dated a Marco, and now we all have some buried feelings about it. Um, Chris said uh, um, Marco's better than Lucas in Wool. I could, I mean, Lucas is kind of a flat character, but he yeah. doesn't suck. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. So, so we're talking about the characters. We're talking about Marco. Let's see what other people are saying. Poor uh, Isabel, Amber. I know. I will say I was kind of glad, even though there was like no real resolution about it, I was pretty glad that Prospero just like poof and like disintegrated and slowly faded out of the book, even though there wasn't like any more information on him. I so didn't like him that I didn't care. I was just glad he was gone. Yeah, so Jennifer's throwing like down the boomstick over there. Uh -oh. uh, <laughs> people aren't good or bad. There's gray area in a very black and white world. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she, you were right. You were absolutely right. I still don't like him. Yeah. It's going to make me like him. Uh, then what's the red? So, so thanks, Matt, for sparking this very spirited discussion about Marco. Um, uh, but let, when we, let's, let's maybe move around the book and talk about some of the other characters. Because um, one of the characters that I want to talk about is Bailey. And here's here's the and and I'm waiting for I would love for everybody to just kind of jump in in the comments here because uh, this is going to be very uh, this is going to be sort of an inciting thing that I'm about to say but like what and why is Bailey like period like well y'all mentioned Willy Wonka he's seriously just Charlie except he has less of a role yeah except it's not it's like he's necessary in order to tie up the plot so when the when the book literally comes out and says like. There's nothing special about you. You're just in the right place at the right time. When the book it owns its own <laughs> cop out, like what? Yeah, it could have been anybody, and the resolution there was not satisfying at all. Yeah, it 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 all of a sudden it was just like and boom 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 wrap this up yeah. and I'm gonna move on. Kind of felt like a Stephen King ending. Yeah, but I, I Adam I totally got the. <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing too. It's like, hey, plain vanilla boy, here's the circus, and yeah, he's like, oh, here you go. so it's Bailey. So I think Bailey had a second. He started opening a series of circuses, maybe Barnum and Bailey's. <laughs> Chelsea says yeah, she's taking her lunch break you. to be with us. Hi, Chelsea. <laughs> Hi. We're just talking about Bailey in the, in the Night Circus, um, but. But like, you know, but I, here's the thing about Bailey. I like him. I like Bailey as a person. He seems to be good natured and good hearted and all that stuff. And like, sure, like, you know, he's kind of the Luke Skywalker type of like, I'm just a farm boy who wishes to be somewhere else. But like, 
He was gifted this circus in kind of a bizarre fashion when like things just sort of needed to wrap up. And like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, he, his story with Poppet and his story with like the, the I guess, Widget, the other two, the, the two people, like that was something that I was in, I was kind of into. It was, that to me was almost more interesting I, than Celia and Marco's relationship. Story. I was hoping that one would advance more then because after you see that Celia and Marco are just like making things back and forth I was like okay I want something else to happen um, so I was thankful for the plot line of Bailey and Poppet yeah um, yeah I, I did I liked I liked Poppet and Bailey and I was kind of like when I found out it's like ooh, someone has to die and I was then the story continued I was like oh, oh you just no. found out like you could tell the beginning yeah no I know but I was like I was like one's gonna die Marco should have just died and I so. think that like he did I think die. you know I I'm going to say that like part of my reaction to the book is a little bit colored by my expectations for the book because I was kind of sold this like big huge love story between these two dueling wizards in, in this life and death scenario um, and then but but really it's just like if I had come into it with a different frame and been like this is about like a, a circus and this is about like the things that happen at this magical circus and not about these two specific characters I would have had more space for Bailey initially. And if I'd gone in with lower expectations. Yeah, lower expectations. Not to imply that it's terrible, it's just that so many, I heard from so many people that this was like this, so many people do love this book, and I get it. <laughs> I, it was entertaining. It's I did enjoy the book. <laughs> just not as much as I wanted to. Um, Gabrielle says, but even with Bailey and Poppet, it's like he almost just wants to be with her to be closer to the circus. And yeah. I kind of see that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, he, she was his, his gateway into the circus. Yeah, definitely. And he definitely had this love affair with the circus. But it's not like he even had to return the gobstopper. It's not like he even had to like <laughs> do the right thing, you know, in the face of observing. I mean, he did kind of have to prove himself by the circus leaving early. He like yeah. chased it down. He gave up his whole life yeah. too. Like that's true. No so farm, no family farm, no Harvard, just. He just, he literally ran away and joined the circus. Like, Kaylin says, gotta be honest, you all are not convincing me to finish this book. Oh, no. <laughs> Please do. Okay, I will say, oh, well, now I'm going to spoil it. Um, I will say one part that I did enjoy was the very, very end. Granted, I don't know if I enjoyed it because it was over or because <laughs> it was just this moment. But I thought it was like a cute, a cutesy little touch at the end that oh we got the, bailey's email address the card and it was shows that okay should we email him yeah did we yeah we should email did, who uh, emailed someone him someone here emailed him we emailed him but it also shows that so the longevity of this mm -hmm. <laughs> like he's been today. now running the circus for a hundred <coughs> years over a hundred years now so you're I right that stephanie was, that was cute <laughs> it is called the night circus i should have should have expected that. Cute. Jay, Jay said <laughs> something good about a love triangle with uh, the circus being that three, mm. the third pillar of a triangle? Corner. The circus is... a pillar? A pillar of a triangle? Angle. Angle. <laughs> Side. <laughs> um, a long day. I still wasn't buying it. I don't know. I just couldn't... I couldn't really get into it. It was just surface surface level for me. I was like, this is really fun to read. And So what do you think about this? Joe says, Bailey isn't Charlie. He's Grandpa Joe. Got a selfish vibe from him. Oh. Can we talk about what kind of jerk Grandpa Joe is? Right. Nope. Get nope. Up Stay on track. Okay, okay sorry. <laughs> oh, nope. No. Oh, nope. Sorry. Nope. Okay. Leanne says, I wonder if anybody emailed uh, Bailey. Jeff yes, did. Yeah, did. Jeff, Jeff here. Philip Gilfus did. He said, I assume it went into his magical spam folder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably. Uh, I wonder if Aaron ever checked. Melissa's in Houston. Hey. Hi, Melissa. Um, can we can we talk about the um, the knife scene? That was one scene that I describe the knife scene for those. The knife that scene. May not um, and if if I'm spoiling, I'm sorry, but uh, it is the final discussion. So the knife scene would be that where Chandrish is chasing after. He's got the yes. mask on. Oh he's yeah. Going after where he Mr. kills the what's his face, uh, the clockmaker. Yeah, uh, Hertison. Yeah. So that made me sad. I yeah, yeah no, like because I here in in my uh, perfect ending, um, I would have 
oft Marco and Celia and Hertisen would have gotten together. Hertisen would have run the circus forever. Um, that was a weird. But that was a weird. Thing, to me, that was a really weird scene that felt. It it felt hurried, and then all of a sudden there was this commotion. But there were again there were. It's like she raised the stakes, but then there were zero consequences. It's just like it just disappeared, and everyone went about their business. Yeah. And I really, it's like okay, what about Chandrish? Like, there's no consequences. Well, a Marco, I blame it on him, and you know, to a degree, um, Ghost Dad. What's his name? <laughs> Prospero. Prospero. Hector. Um, but it just felt like, oh, this happened. And it just felt weak, like from yeah. from that part on. I don't know. What did y'all? Well, you expect there to be a lot <laughs> stronger consequences for something like that, and I think it would have made the narrative a little stronger had the this magical world of the circus been upset by a murder. But like as you say, like everybody sort of men in blacked it, and like nothing well, to see here. The murder also seemed kind of pointless. Like it kind of started. That's when Celia started cracking, but then she barely cracked like nothing I, if she's gonna like implode like she should implode like I wanted something yeah. else to happen I don't know uh, but I'm Gabrielle says uh, it was a way for uh, AH to take a hit to Celia he knew she had a relationship with air yeah hair so he was trying to weaken her for Marco to win so I can you know he did he did sort of like step out of the way of the knife but I, I don't I don't know what I don't know if he was controlling Chandra's or anything like Kathy, that. Kathy Kathy said did Marco get rid of Tyson because he was so close to Celia? It's I would not put that past no. him. That it jerk. had nothing to do mm, with Marco know. Prospero like mm -mm. he claimed it. He said that, you know, Marco already had all of these thoughts that sh and Chandra's was already like soaked in them. So it was really easy to push him into trying to kill AH. He was crazy and he knew that this man was responsible mm -hmm. for why Things were so wrong, so yeah. he was trying to eliminate that. So I think Prospero was trying to get at A.H., and then A.H. orchestrated another death. I mean, this isn't the first one. I don't think this had anything to do with Marco. Well. I agree. So. I figured out something that's really bugging me. So I think what it is is the first half of this book, she builds all of these amazing things out of magic. And then it's all of this mystery built out of magic. And then the second half, she ex she tells you all of the answers, but she doesn't explain them. She just tells you the yeah. answers. And the reason is magic. You aren't let in on the mystery anymore. There's nothing. It's like, oh, how did this happen? Magic. That's it. <laughs> it's just, how did it happen? Magic. I'm gonna, and I'm it's gonna, no longer an explanation. I'm gonna and go, it's just flat. I'm going to go further onto that thought because like here was my problem throughout the whole book and me and Christy have talked about this at length because uh, we live together and uh, <laughs> but like so the thing that this book never did for me which is something that I needed and, I, and like so I, you know again I get the mystery of the first half of the book and setting it up and sort of magic and mysticism and all that stuff and it really it enchanted me but um, there were I the rules were never established. And I'm not talking about the rules of the challenge, which were also not established. The rules, yes, which were also not established. But the rules of anything were not established. Like I don't know what the boundaries of this magic is. And at that point, like, so like, and and it seemed like there weren't any. Like, there was nothing that said like, he can't do this or she can't do this. Like I don't I don't know. The rules were never defined. Yeah, there are no limits. Like they can do whatever they can imagine. And and they do. And so like. To Lucas's point, like it never seemed like there were any stakes. It never seemed like they were, you know, getting to the point. Like they, she just sort of wrote in every once in a while that they were exhausted. But like why? It seemed like everything's so effortless. So Joe says <coughs> this is a good point. He says the telling is the annoying part. People want to see things, not be told them. Yeah. Yeah. So like the storytelling part was gone. It was just listing out all the things that happened and why. And Chris says their two magics were quite different, and they were. But mm -hmm. again, I think the the you know, for me, maybe because I need things more in black and white. I don't know, ha ha ha. But um, <laughs> I, I just I needed to know what the rules were so I could understand what the stakes well, were. Also, if there are no limits, then isn't it incredibly irresponsible of Prospero to not teach Celia how to like anchor her magic into something like um, Marco had? When yeah. He used the fire. And all of his books. She carried around all of that, and that's what eventually like started cracking everything. Yeah, she was 
constantly holding the circus together. Yeah. So she was never resting. Also, and I lost it. Someone well, had a and it's a, a good point. segue. Like he knew about AH's like mm -hmm. methods because Prospero was AH's student. Hi, Victoria Simpson. <laughs> really good point. Um, yeah. So AH started everything. It's like that's the cliche like the typical like oh the big first student went wrong mm -hmm. and now I make some more um, like Tsukiko who also it's Anakin Skywalker <laughs> well and it's really interesting about his students at one point we know that Prospero had seven students at least he had seven students who sacrificed themselves to end the bets in the past we know that Tsukiko was the last one mm -hmm. of A.H. and her duel ended 83 years ago when this book, at the point when they revealed it in the book. So and, when, and didn't and that, that one take 37 years to complete? There yeah, was one point and that one and only like, ended because the person that she was competing against, who she was also in love with, mm -hmm. sacrificed themselves. Yeah, so a lot of people have talked about Prospero and A.H. being immortal, and yeah, they've been alive for at a least a thousand time. years. To be fair, though, Asians age really well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, but no. I I, okay, so Tsukiko, <laughs> though, I, I really liked her in the first half, and then I feel like she changed, or like she was used a as sudden, a tool. Like. So look at what Joe just said. Uh, and this this is something that Christy brought up a lot. Tsukiko arbitrarily decided to end the game. Yeah. Felt out of bounds to me with that whole game structure. I didn't expect that to be allowed to happen. Go, Christy. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, that's the sort of it doesn't make any sense. She knows the rules of the game, and the fact that there are no boundaries on like outside influences, like it's weird that that's. I mean, we're talking about not knowing the rules. That that's weird that that's not a rule. I don't know. I did not like I, the book. Who lost, she turned out to be. Yeah, the book lost something for me when Tsukiko like all of a sudden was a different that. person. Yeah, she had been built into this, and it wasn't like the, you know, this flip. Like, oh, now they're revealing who they truly are. I think that's what it was supposed to be, but I didn't buy it. It just felt like, oh, well, now it'll be easier for me to write it this way if I just make her do this, and I didn't. It didn't connect. Yeah. I, I just feel like there were so many, and look, I'm not an author, I am barely literarily wasted, but um, <laughs> it, uh, there were too many conveniences that, that again, props to someone for, for even writing, but it just felt like, oh, I wrote this in a certain way, I don't know how to get out of it, so I'm just going to take the easy road. And it just felt like easy roads So Christy has an the whole second part. factoid that, would oh, be, factoid. that you should know. Oh. Is it time for that? If you want yes, it, please. sure. Yes, factoid, factoid. This explained a lot Listen to, to me. this. Okay. This is from an interview that Erin Morgenstern did with somebody else. She said, the most challenging aspect of developing the story was that it didn't have a plot for a very long time. Really, my biggest challenge was finding the actual story within all the atmosphere. I had the place and the characters and the feel of the book long before it had a proper story structure to tie everything together. Uh, yeah, she also says the challenge was one of the last elements added, and really, that was what it needed the entire time. It was what? sitting around sad and almost plotless. The setting was already black and white. It seemed to lend itself to being a chessboard of sorts. And when I read that, like, I was like, oh, yep. I see all of that. So she didn't write a book. She wrote an atmosphere, and then in order to sell it at the last minute, she squished a plot in there. Well, to be fair, she had started writing like a short story, and then she got distracted with the circus stuff, and like got fell in love with like the atmosphere and the place, and then plopped this little storyline in at the end to like finish it up. But like, I feel like you can feel that. Oh, I, yeah. I, that is. Totally. That's awesome. Why would you, you admit now that? I'm, I'm glad you. More yeah. Why would you? Yeah, it's like it's like a movie that <laughs> that's beautiful to look at, mm -hmm. but then or a video game. You know, it's like you've got these video games. It's like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. I want to live in that. And you start playing it, and you're like, oh, this game sucks. It's horrible because <laughs> there's no. They didn't. They didn't put the mechanics to match the atmosphere. Yeah, they dreamed up this beautiful world, but at the end of the day, that was the the game was secondary, just like the. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That makes me feel so much better yeah. and I about 
my opinion. Yeah, well, and I gotta say, like, she did an amazing job of building up this atmosphere. Absolutely. Like, I felt well, like Well, that was I, the best part. And I think yeah. we all fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And we just wished for a little bit more I with the story. I still really wanna go to the Night Circus. I wanna go so bad. Mm-hmm. Now even more so because I'm not going to run into Celia and Marco. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm just there for the food and the magic. Yeah. Like, so. well, I think I think that's the one thing that we all agree on and, like, all the positive comments in the group over the past couple of weeks have all been about the food. You know, what's your... <laughs> the food? Like, what's yeah. your favorite tent? You know, and everyone geeks out about that, but then it is. It's it That really is insightful. Um, yeah. Yeah. This was also her first piece of published work, which is really yeah. No, so like, congratulations, Aaron. You yeah. did it. You did it. But um, yeah. No, like I feel sarcastic. So the the challenge, you know, like it's a that's like a big talking point on the back of the book and the blurbs and all that stuff. And uh, when Christy read that to me in the car on the way over here, I was like, <laughs> Oh, okay, that's it. Yep, that's the way we all feel. But like, and so. Is this a good like segue into actually talking about the challenge itself and well, how that resolved? Yeah, but I want to start with like, I loved the idea of the challenge. Mm-hmm. I loved the idea of these two demented old men like pitting children against each other and like how it was going to end up. And I was into it. It just faltered. So Stephanie there. says it's like cats. The focus is the characters in the setting. <laughs> Not the plot. Mm. So we just read the circus version of Cats. <laughs> um, oh, no! Uh, Julia That's says, I think I she more watch. wanted to save the people that were tied closely to the challenge. She didn't care who the victor was. She just didn't want the others to suffer. Oh, we're talking about Celia, I guess. Um, but, well, like, talking about the challenge itself and how that resolved. So, so Celia and Marco are competing in this challenge. And throughout the entire book, for me... I, nothing, nothing was ever clearer to me. Like, A.H. eventually had these moments and they, like, revealed some things like, yeah, one of you has to die. Like, okay, cool, but, like, why and how? Like, yeah. how does this kill you? It seems to be so easy for y'all to, like... And what's the kind point? Of, yeah, and, like, yeah. Like, what, do, do they win something? Like, do Prospero and A.H. get anything out of it other than, like, I told you so? No, Maybe you're just that, really like, bored <laughs> if you've been alive forever. What yeah. else are you going to do? Well, Ooh, let's have people kill each and other. And A.H. did say... At one point, that he was trying to prove a point that Marco can do just as much as Celia without passing it off as spectacle and trickery and without yeah. being in the spotlight and be, like being away from it and doing it from a distance and it being taught and not. Oh, an she was talking ability. about Sukiko. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sukiko wanted to save everybody else and just end the challenge so that they wouldn't get hurt. But um, I don't think it, anyone was in danger of being hurt because Marco was the one keeping them all safe and keeping them all alive. No, yeah. what's what's her face? See? She had the Isabel. balance. Isabel, Isabel had the was balance. keeping the balance, oh. remember? And then when she undid that charm, that's when I'd Ethan... love to talk about the balance charm because I thought that was yeah. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say stunning. <laughs> I thought that was dumb. Ugh, yeah, so dumb. No, I hated it when I, uh, it was I convenience. See, it was, and it was kind of pointless. It, and it's another thing that didn't really make. Well, it kind of came out of nowhere. It did. Um, and yeah, she like she was like, I'm mad at Marco, so here's this hat that I've been keeping, and I'm gonna destroy it. And then all of a sudden, like everybody. And then we lost Thesen. Yeah. Ah! Thanks a lot. And uh, but like, yeah. So that that happened sort of randomly as a way to sort of. There were a in, bunch of things that happened randomly. Increase though. tension, yeah. narrative tension, but um, but like the ending of the challenge. So like finally this this. Climax of sorts happens at the bonfire, and Sukiko is there. She's like, "Come in, Marco." She's like, "What? You know what? I'm just gonna trap you in this bonfire." Remember that story about the tree you read about a long time ago? He's like, "Okay." (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and so then Celia comes out, and Celia's like, "No!" She grabs onto Marco as Sukiko is like transporting him into the fire somehow, and then Celia with Marco, they decide to phase out of normal existence and into like Prospero's existence and somehow sort of yeah, bind she themselves. Does it. Yeah, she does it. He doesn't do anything. She binds them to Lazy. the circus <laughs> somehow and then they're like, Bailey, thank God you're here. Can you just go light the fire again with this magic that you just... Just go dump all these things in there even though you don't know anything about magic and it saves everything. Yay, Bailey fire. Yeah. Uh, Jeff says it's kind of like yeah, thank you, Jeff. 
for this comment. It's kind of like you had a Star Trek series where the most interesting <laughs> thing is the Enterprise and not the crew or the mission. I'd still Ooh. watch that. You but, have watched that. Uh, Justin earlier said something great. Oh, no, and I, now that I've said it out loud, I forgot what it was. Uh-oh. Hey, Justin, what'd you say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it was hard to understand Isabel's tarot card stuff. Yes. Yeah. So anytime anything came up with the tarot cards, because I don't know how to read tarot cards, I had to Google every single card as it came up and try to figure out what was being like implied and I still didn't understand it and none of it was explained later magically or otherwise and it just felt like superfluous stuff trying to build the mystery <laughs> that didn't actually give me more information later on and I think it was why? more about her reaction to what she was seeing and like the feelings that she had versus what they the cards us. actually were. Well, so it was like she flipped over the card and saw it. And then she put the card back in the deck. <laughs> Why? Why? Joe says, overall, I felt the world building was great. The concept of the challenge was awesome. But the characters stayed static and no lessons were learned. The lovers stayed in love. The challenge didn't really end. And the real bad guys, Prospero and Age, never learned their lessons. Yeah. That was good. Is that's, that's Joe? Like, he did. Yeah, now Joe. he's like a shadow job, in a Only one window, of them. And so. Age is like still going strong. I guess he won. Maybe? No, they, not well, like, neither of them. They had a stalemate. Was a stalemate. This well, entire book was a stalemate. I mean that he's still around. But he gave them up in exchange for a story from Widget. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in the last three pages of the book, he's super into stories and it's worth everything. Yeah, he's a well, very talkative person at the end of the book. Also, also, <laughs> this book cannot be the story that he's talking about. Because that story was supposed to be about A.H., right? And not this one I think, I think we're the story. Well, then we're boring. Right? Because, like, the beginning of the book end starts with the circus arrives without warning, and that's, like, the you section, right? Well, and Stacy, ooh, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, said, <laughs> I feel like the second person you parts were another way for the reader to feel fully immersed in the circus itself. At the close of the book, she felt she had personally left the circus, which saddened her. But someone had asked, like, who wrote those parts? And Jay had actually said it was... Whom was mentioned to be writing accounts of visits to the circus? Was it Tease? Who was? That, yeah, that's kind all of, I people, think, what was implied. All the reverse. All the, oh, the reverse. reverse. Yeah. <laughs> I, like the, I like the reverse, the groupies. Like, that was a good... I don't think that's how you say it. What? <laughs> reverse. Reverse. Oh, really? <laughs> I will say, so I had mentioned this last time, and some people didn't like it. Sorry. Um, that I was not into the you chapters, oh, like yeah, that I saw either. it as just prose that was blocking me from getting to the next chapter. Um, it flipped for the second half mm -hmm. of the book. I got more into it. Maybe it was because the rest of the chapters were no longer as satisfying, but I enjoyed the you chapters as the book went It's because on. the you chapters still give you that sense of magic that the mm, beginning yes. of the book did. And you're like, I just want that. Right, yeah, no. That. Yeah, so it, got, it got back to the atmosphere again. It was like, oh, you smell this, and you see this, and you're walking this way, and you're like, oh, yes. cool. And then it's Ooh. like gets back to this time hopping, yeah. like, oh, my God, I know it's November 1st, 1902 yeah. again. And I know we talked about, like, the U chapters and, like, I don't know, for some reason, like, seeing, like, Bailey's email address at the end of it, like, really just, like, kicked me so far out of the thing. I don't, for some reason, I don't know why. I was like, now we're in present day, and, I like... I was already at the end. I'd already given it You up. get a card with Bailey's email address. I'm like, he has an email address? This this magical circus has an email address? Where's my, like, magical, like, to mailbox? Where's my, like, station nine and a half or the whatever? The like, was to show that it, so much time had passed and that the magic of the circus was continuing onward. And also, I was like, yay, the book is over. So I didn't, I, I, that part didn't bother me, yeah. really. I do think it's funny. Like, one of the most frustrating things was the buildup that we should have been getting from the story. I got from seeing the book whittle away and knowing that I was coming to an end and there was no end in sight. And <laughs> it's really bad when there's, that's where you get the buildup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was, I was definitely tracking how thick the book was <laughs> as I got closer to the end. But it was just, there were just so many things that happened for seemingly no reason or like there was there was nothing that like grounded it to anything else that I could make connections to and so like it just it just seemed very loose and and and, and now that we know what yeah, Aaron Morganson was thinking is clearly an afterthought yeah. yeah um like I got to I got to write something to sell this book 
Um, so a lot of people wanted to talk about clocks and time. Clocks and time. Clocks and time. Clocks were one of the most fascinating parts oh of this book to me. Oh my gosh, yeah. This is Jay. This is Jay's, Jay's time to shine. He's been in the comments yeah. just shouting. Yeah, he's, he's been, been talking about clocks, so, about I clocks and stuff. Explain it to him. I got a couple of his comments from the topics discussion yes. thing. So he's talking about possibly the clock is guarding the entrance to the circus. Oh wait, hang on. Rachel, yes, I said station nine and a half. I don't read all the Harry Potter stuff. That was my best guess at a platform nine and three quarters. He hasn't read I'm any sorry. of them. You said station nine and a half? No, he said, yeah. yeah. He did he that's, not that's hear it? <laughs> no, I tuned you out. Yeah. What did you just say? That was, I was trying to get there with Harry Potter. Just, this is like when my sister called Hogwarts Hoggendorfs one time. <laughs> Listen, just be, just be proud sorry, of me for okay. trying to make a Harry Potter reference. I was a little out of my. I should have stuck with Ghostbusters. Yeah. Sorry. There it is. Someone, someone was waiting for Ghostbusters. Okay. So. Go, Christy. Okay. Yeah. But the time can't pass the gate is because they have the one of Tyson's clocks in the front. They're saying. Mm. Um, oh, I like that idea. The clock. The clock is the center of the bubble. Yeah, and that it bends time and holds it steady as if each day for the circus is the same two laps of the clock's face. It is because I just. Oh God, yeah. I don't know. I never thought about that. It's and everywhere else, care. it's the same, or it's new days, and people get older and age. And well, yeah, because isn't that the whole point when when they describe the clock and how it's designed? It's everything. I don't remember all the details. It was very complicated. Everything comes to fruition, yeah. and then it closes back up by the time. I just now got it. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Sorry about that. Does that help? Does it help things? It doesn't make it better, but now I get it. <laughs> but there was a lot of clocks. Like everyone had a Tyson clock, and yeah. I want one so bad. Yeah. Tyson was one of my favorite characters. Oh, he was one of mine too. And I, I think we kind of touched on it earlier, but I really felt like his relationship with Celia felt like a romance to me, and it felt more real and more. It had more depth than like what she has with Marco. Yes. That. Yeah. Totally agree. What Even she had, what she sure had with, was, yeah, what she had with Marco well, was like contrived. <laughs> After a certain point in time, what's the difference between eight hundred and nine hundred years? It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, Ian Silva says Hagendorf make me think of Hagendaz, and now I want ice cream. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, That's fair. but yeah, the the really the Air Tyson was like just a fascinating person. He felt very human to me. Like he felt like sort of the most human of all these and he even like even stood out vocally as saying like I don't want I don't want to know like I want to be swept up in this he he was like sort of Bailey in old older form so like him and Bailey I guess were my two like because they they were like real people to me and yeah they are real people they're well, the most and like Victor, real people the guy on the 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 river that kind of took him took Bailey under his under his wing at the end he said that what the one Elizabeth was it maybe the character said why are, why are you doing this and he's like well, he reminds me of a Friedrich or uh, something like that yeah. so so that was no I, I really did like that and in my perfect ending Marco would have lost and like there could have been a little hint of because these people are drawn together because of their abilities but that's where I wanted to to leave, you know. Amber says, was it romantic or father-daughter relationship? I got a romance vibe, but I don't know. That's just for me reading It was it. any kind of bond. <clears throat> Maybe he was the father she never had. It, doesn't, it almost doesn't matter. It was a real human bond that she had with someone that wasn't through ma magic. It wasn't through manipulation. It was, and it was, they wrote to each other forever, right? Yeah. Like for years. Pen before. pals. They even met in person. He yeah. didn't know who it was. Um, well, and Celia, like, that's... Uh, she's endearing because she did. She had all of these real relationships with Poppet and Widget and... Um, <laughs> what's the... I want to say Cosette, not Colette. Nope. What, who the... the who, who the heck was the, the fortune teller? Isabel? Isabel? I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Colette. Colette. Um... <laughs> So, I mean, she's endearing, but um, it's just made me think. So, she, you know, she's holding the circus together with the Force, right? Because she's a Jedi, Wait, basically. Good. Celia. Celia. Yes. Yeah. As I was so, saying, Isabel only was helping maintain a balance. Right, right. She was maintaining the balance. But, so, Marco's got this book, right? 
and it's got all and it's got people's like signatures uh, that yeah. he yeah can we talk like, about how can creepy we talk about, he is? he's been taking okay. everybody's hair that's what i want to talk about creepy hair no. man i don't think he asked don't take people's hair it's weird it's not nice yeah yeah no he's been stalking PSA. everybody and tying them literally tying them to the circus through his creepy stalker magic book Oh, protecting them also. Like, I, I, think that I was, was very confused as to what all these things did. Like even the even the balance charm, I was like, what? And the book, and I was like, why is Celia taking the book? And why is he just like, Meh. and what then about like his room with all the string and stuff where they ended up making love. Because that's what crazy yeah. people do. Also, Matt says he was listening to the audiobook with his daughter until they did it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, that scene was really cringy for me. And it was not because they had sex. That happens in a lot of books. But something about the way this one was written, I was like, y'all don't really know each other. All of a sudden, it got super cheese balls in here. And I did not buy into it. And I honestly was like reading the whole thing being like. That's because the heroine just had relations with the serial killer. Cause oh, I thought that's you were talking why. about the heroine that's why like, the drug. No. What? Well, I was, wasn't really paying attention. Lady hero. Go back to platform <laughs> a half. No, I just like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Scalise says, Marco takes your hair without permission. I'm protecting you. <laughs> Jay says hair or nail clippings are the strongest magics. That's true. Okay, but ask first. We got a lot of magic magic in our bathroom. It, man, why? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, don't Julie know agrees with book. you. The sex scene didn't fit with the rest of the book. Nope. Uh, Dan says, Psh, you should read the sex scene in this other book I'm reading now. It's weird and very long. Sweet, Dan. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 ro the romance between Celia and Marco, and I know we've, we've already talked about this a little bit, just that, that to me was like a focal point of the book, and it just didn't work for me because I didn't like Marco, and I didn't think, I didn't, I didn't understand how, like, how, how they would have been attracted to each other if it were not for this, like, magic that was set up for them it could also initially. be that their dads were telling them not to fall for each other That's oh yeah you like, want what you can't have yeah. <laughs> so but also okay so the last game was between sukiko and her love and the the other woman. person who yeah. a lady. set themselves on fire yeah so i'm wondering though is this part of the magical bond does it force does it create this bond between these two people and they're forcibly drawn towards each other and that's part of the challenge as well is how does one of them die when all of a sudden they feel so connected and feel this well, false love for one another because it, they're tied together it is and they're kind and of that's part of the challenge they kind of set that this up gonna, that right. way just in the symbolism because like the the thing that binds you to the challenge is the a ring. ring um so uh like it also seems kind of just mean to be like well, Let's use this they, like romantic no, symbolism and this, these ring burned into your fingers and like we're going to set you up with these people that you're going to have this connection with that like you're not going to have any other connection with anybody else with. Uh, also, one of you has to die. Like they're just bad people. Yeah. Well, well, Ian Mott said, I think they had no choice but to love each other because of the magical nature of the binding. And Carrie White said she thinks it has something to do with the students they choose being so well suited to each other. The competition becomes a display of how to show each other their love without being able to be with each other. Sverre says, would have been better if they fell in love and then realized they were competitors. Mm, yeah. That would have been an yeah. interesting sort of yeah. movie twist there. Well, talking about the ring, like it wasn't always on their finger because Sukiko mm -hmm. had hers burned yeah. into her back or her chest. Mm -hmm. And then they actually did that with Bailey too. But I was wondering if Aaron Morgenstern was going to go in a certain direction because at one point Bailey is getting fitted for a gray suit and then he gets oh. a burn a ring burned into his chest and mm -hmm. I was really hoping there was going to be something circular happening oh, there. I, I thought the same thing when they were fitting Bailey I was like is Bailey going to be is he going to be the gray man I, that's what I was wondering but he was, was like it was the future and that was the past and yeah. like I don't that, but that was hard to like put together and I was, I was trying to rationalize that but like 
yeah, I was. I thought that too. I had the same thought. I just yeah. assumed it was gray because that's the color scheme. Well, and also it suited him apparently. Uh, Rachel says, "Still don't understand how you can love someone you don't even know." Lol. But thinking about <laughs> it, that might be why Bailey was able to save the circus because it was the opposite, and that he knew he loved the circus before he was tied to it. Yeah. So. Well, he explored it, and he explored it with, you know, people who were in intimate with the circus and I think he had like such a strong relationship and strong bond with the circus and Bailey I just wish that Bailey's story had I just wish that he had like had more of a an active role in other than like chasing down the circus which is the only thing that he kind of did um, the, the act of saving the circus was following instructions and like you know there was a his in his mind he's like please work please work but I had zero doubts that it was gonna no it wasn't gonna work like yeah. there, there was nothing i was like yeah, yeah. it's gonna work um, well and and let's i mean you know people i think we're talking about bailey um i mean come on it's 1902 you have the choice between sitting in a field with some sheep going to harvard <laughs> or going and living in magic land which are you really gonna choose you're gonna, in 1902? you're gonna get swept up in magic land how much yeah. of your family are you gonna disappoint i think is the right question there oh, I love that. Yeah, but he hated most of them. I mean, it yeah. sounded well, like... Well, his sister sucked. And he felt deep obligations to his dad and to his grandmother, I think. So let's let's acknowledge what Stephanie says here. Y'all are putting too much focus on the romance. It's not about the romance. It's about the circus, how it came about and why and how it continued to be. It's about the circus. Well, and the cir I love the circus. Yeah, the circus was the best part of the book by far. And I think the reason why we're talking about the romance so much is that it was one of the weaker points. <laughs> That's they're, true. They're on the cover. Yeah. It's misleading. It makes you think it's about the love story. But let's, it's not. Let's talk about how they ended up, though. Sorry, a little bit more. But, like, the existence that they have now, that the circus has been given to Bailey, sounds terrible. Like, they're connected to the circus and they're just... Ghosts. Ghostly figures. Yeah. But like, so going going to Stephanie's point, yeah, they, that sucks <laughs> At least they for them. Keep but like, awkwardly and creepily yeah, doing they can it make out with each other, but they can um, touch each other, but no one else. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they don't get tired of each other. But um, <laughs> like the being about the circus is is fine, but like personally, I'm the kind of person that if you tease me with story bits, I'm gonna get into it because like. I want it. Like that's what I. I'm gonna need them yeah. to come to fruition, please. Yeah, like, like I loved that it was about if 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 mm -hmm. it had just been the descriptions of goings on mm -hmm. of the circus, I would have been like, cool, I'll read that. Yeah. But uh, well, it wasn't just about. It was about this challenge. Like it, they made it, it was about the challenge before it was even about the circus. Even though the book's called the Night Circus, the, I get it. The book is not about the challenge and the people. I think. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh. It's it's more about the. <laughs> the circus but Joe says if we we're going to talk about what she succeeded at I think it can be summed up by Beeson's quote at the beginning of part five I find I think of myself not as a writer so much as someone who provides a gateway a tangential tangential sorry tangential route for readers to reach the circus to visit the circus again if only in their minds when they are unable to attend it physically I relay it through printed words Let's keep scrolling. When put that way, it sounds rather like magic, doesn't it? And she was an expert at that. Yeah, no, I, I, I am fully like committed to like loving the circus and yeah. the, the ambiance that she created and the magic. Like that, I, w I was infatuated with it. I was like, I want more of that. I love the magic. Didn't she pointed out that they're the facing away from each other on the cover. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, they also have a. Wait, no, they're not. Yeah. yeah, their their oh. bodies are facing away from each other, but their faces are not. Their faces are turned back towards one another, so their bodies are turned away. Symbolism. <laughs> well, I think that kind symbolism. of symbolism. Yes, my body must go this way, but my heart face goes this way. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> so you have his umbrella too. But um, yes. the umbrella was cool. I liked that part. But yeah, that you know, and you know I. I'm not. I'm, if you love this book, it's good. I I I love the parts of the book that made me want wish I was there. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't a big fan of uh, of the story. Sorry, I saw a comment from Joe about Ghostbusters. Nope, let it go. Patty makes a good point. She says I don't understand why Marco couldn't be with the circus. I don't either. Well, I think A. H. specifically wanted it that way because he wanted to prove 
the point. He wanted to prove that he didn't have to be a part of it and he could do it from a distance and he could do it disjointed from it and still succeed and do it as well as Celia. Yeah, that's the point. Lisa says, I'm very much looking forward to her new book. She's a master at building the world and environment. Where'd it go? Uh, environment that, <laughs> that the, the story, story takes place in. I agree with that. And honestly, this book actually did make me want to read her next one. I think yeah. she is fantastic at building atmosphere and creating this universe. And also, I kind of want to see, I want to know if it's better than this time. Well, also, this is her first published work. And if yeah. this is the first one, like, I can't wait to see what else yeah. she's able to do. And it's been. When she gets better. That was a weird in 2011. I just hope that, like the, that the atmosphere and the story go along on the same plane this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she herself admitted that she wrote the universe with and put the plot in at yeah, the last no, that's, minute, that's... and this was ten, almost you know, nine years ago or whatever, before it was actually published in 2011, then I would imagine that's probably not how the second one went. Yeah. And who knows? What's it called? The Endless... Endless Sea? Starless Sea? Starless Sea. Mm-hmm. See, even that just sounds magical. Yeah, I, I think it's, she's going to Take us someplace great again. When yeah. I, lo- I really like the the scene where they were in the I can't remember now if it was in the same the like the poem the sonnet forest where he had written all the oh, I mean yeah. there's so many great the imagery yeah the amazing. imagery was beautiful yeah. and I was like God if if they if they this could be a really solid movie where if they tie up some of the if they tighten it up a little yeah. bit because there's so much. Uh, awesome imagery. It would be yeah. awesome. So but here's, I loved the scene with the boat and the ink, <laughs> and like that was that was great. This is one of those things that like, yes, it could, but yeah. I would I would rather them not make this into something that I can visualize on the screen. I don't want them to like. I I actually think that like reading the book for me was a better like more immersive experience than like watching it on a screen, yeah. and that that's my preferred method of entering this world. Unless I could actually do it for real, <laughs> which would be awesome. But direct uh, the movie. What? Direct the movie. No, like actually be in the night circuit. Like uh, go just there. Just go to. Yeah. It. Like yeah. I, I mean, I'd direct the movie. No, just be Paramount or okay, that's fine. 20th Century Fox or whoever's out there that wants me to make this movie. Um, Jay says, I bet the guys in Ghostbusters could catch the ghostly figures in the night circuit. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. On YouTube, Miria. I hope I said that right. Sorry. She said, what about the bracelet of hair that Isabel had? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, wait. And, I may have missed that. Um, so she's, that was in the first half. She and spent then, a lot of time making it. Yes. And then she took it off when she, she like. She braided her hair and his hair together. And someone else said maybe Isabel was trying to affect his love. And then he, poof, made it disappear. Yeah. But yeah, she had spent all this time trying to braid their hair together. Was that also a creepy charm? I'm sure Isabel that was, was a creepy charm. too. Yeah. They're all kind of creepy. Even. Like everybody's like everybody's got a little creepy in this. Celia, Marco, Isabel, Tsukiko to some extent. Yeah. Just kind of creeping around. Even Chandresh, kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, and they yeah. they made it seem it was like, oh well, well Bailey, uh, you can do this magic too. It's like anybody could do it if you just have, you know, magic everybody's for dummies hair. or something. That was, yeah. No, that was the point of AH's teaching methods. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. that he can make anybody do it. It's just learning it, like because he was a teaching and then Marco, not Marco, Celia was the, she had the gift already. So hers was just an innate ability. So Julie, Julie says, everyone is creepy because they are all manipulative, working for their own motives. And yeah, so you bring up, we talked about being manipulative. That was my biggest problem with like most of the people in this book is that like so much manipulative behavior towards other people and like selfish manipulation of what's going on. Uh, even even doing it for the sake of their relationship and not the challenge was selfish. Like everything was like just a lot of selfish selfish actions. Yeah. Wow. Y'all, I've read three books in three months. <laughs> Yay. You're about to read four books in four months because next month's book, September's book, right? That's next month? Yep. Yes. Is vicious, vicious by V. E. Schwab. We're all very excited. I know some of you have already started reading, which is totally fine, but don't post any spoilers in the group because I can't start until like the week before. Um, we're all really excited. If you don't have a copy yet, you and if you have a local second in Charles, you can go there and say that you're in our book club and get it for 20% off. And technically, you can go there in the next 30 days. I said 10 days, actually, 
in the next few days and get the <laughs> Night Circus still. Um, if you buy it this month, you could still get it and then, you know, just read the whole thing in like three days. Um, so are we wrapping up Night Circus? I think I so. Is there anything else? It's quick. If you have something that you want to say, say it quickly. We're looking. We're looking. And uh, while we're while we're we wrapping up the Night Circus, remember that uh, if you haven't yet, leave a comment yes. in our chat because both you, Facebook and YouTube, if you're wherever you're watching, leave a comment so that you can win uh, or be entered to win mm -hmm. our mostly mystery box giveaway. Oh, and this wasn't in the picture. We just added it thanks to our fairy godmother Sierra. Sierra, look at this koozie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now you can put your literary wasted point. koozies. Look at that. Um, so, so that's in there. There's going to be a glass in here and a t-shirt in here and a bookmark and then some other really cool stuff that you won't find out about until you get it. So there wants rare, to talk about... Is there a collectible book in there too? Yes, there is. Ooh. There is There is a really, really cool book in here valued at $150. What? Because it's fancy. So Severa wants to talk about Prod Prodva, Madam... Pradva? We never really talked about her. The, the costume lady who made the costume. The costuming yeah. lady. Yeah. She just up and she was like, oh, I know we're not aging. I don't really want to be a part of this anymore. Peace out. <laughs> she did, right? Yeah, no, that was, was, that, was, like, that was basically it. Yeah. yeah she's she, like, oh, this was cool. I, but I'm old. I, she was interesting at first and then she kind of disappeared yeah. for a lot of the book. Um, you know, she, she was apparently pretty magical. Everybody had like magical powers, even if they weren't like magicians. Like she was magic with the costumes. How convenient that Tsukiko like, was a contortionist. Erethesan was uh, magical with clocks. Like people had these like extraordinarily or extraordinary abilities. Yeah, but, but I they also weren't think magicians. Chandrish was collecting those kinds of people for years. Yeah, he was a collector. Years. And when he finally decided he wanted to do this amazingly big thing, he like knew exactly who to like gather around him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trish just wrote her out. Um, Kaylin, so a comment in the live show enters you in the drawing? Yes. 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 Um, That's all you have to do. And you don't have to do it a lot because that doesn't gain you yeah, multiple you entries just one, once a second. We just want you to be here. Yeah. Be our friend. Ian says, what's a guy got to do for some literarily wasted sweatpants? Oh. Those would be nice. Yeah. Hey, we, we just... Yeah, we just added the koozie, <laughs> so uh, one step at a time. But that's not a bad idea. It is going to start to get a little chillier outside. In like three months. So, All right, we're in Alabama. It's way hotter so here. Do, what? do we want to say anything about Dragon Con? Oh, Dragon oh, Con! Yes. <gasps> Sorry. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Yeah, so we're, we're, tomorrow, we're leaving to go to Atlanta for Dragon Con. So if y'all are going to be in the Atlanta area uh, at Dragon Con, if you're going or just around, um, stay tuned to our Facebook page. Uh, we're going to, our Instagram, we're going to post, uh, we're going to try to have a meetup there. Yes. Where we, we say we're going to be here, like come meet us and hang out with us. There is also going to be a second and Charles booth at America's Mart with literally wasted stuff. You can go buy Vicious there. You can go get some cool stuff. And the koozies are going to be there. Koozies are going to be there. So stop by America's Mart in the vendors room to see the second and Charles. We're going to be there at some point, but we'll let you know. Mm -hmm. we'll, stay tuned. We'll create an event on Facebook, and uh, we're really excited. Uh, we're also going to be on a few panels. Uh, Tally and I are. Um, I'm doing okay. improv on Friday night, so we'll see how that goes. It's like geeky improv with one of the... How do you, how do you of, feel about that? I'm very nervous about it. Um, it's geeky improv with one of the actresses from um, Winona Earp, if you're into that show. Uh, I'm going to be doing improv with her, so she's good at it. I'm not. So and that will make it funny. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, so Dragon Con, check us out there. We'll be there. Stay tuned. We will be posting updates on that on our Facebook and our YouTube and, well, not, no, YouTube, not YouTube, our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagram. So if you don't follow us on all of those, please go do so so that you don't miss any of the cool, fun things that we're sharing and doing. We also have a Facebook group called the Literarily Wasted Lounge where we sometimes go into more depth. Uh, about things that we've talked about and all of our amazing members are constantly sharing cool stories, funny memes, like all sorts of stuff. Mandy um, wants to know what we're dressing up as a dragon con. Ooh. Should we go, go, go Talia. Yeah, what? Go, what, are you, what are you dressing up as? I am dressing up as, I have four. I don't know that I'm going to wear them all, but I have Snow White, which is my version of Snow White. I'm dressing up as Stevani Universe 
And then I also have Captain Marvel and Incognito Captain Marvel. Mm, I'm going to be a Ghostbuster. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> uh, and uh, my brothers and I are going to, the three of us, we're going to be the three amigos. Nice. Uh, we're going we're gonna to learn the song. We're going to run around the Marriott just singing the song over and over again. Oh, great. And then uh, I'll let Christy talk about our joint costume, our couple's costume that we're doing. Yeah, so we are dressing up as the Super Mario Brothers from the movie. From the movie! The Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo classic. Yeah, you let her talk about it. No, this is better. The, okay. This is the, the, <laughs> the classic 1993 film Super Mario Brothers uh, starring Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, and Dennis Hopper. Um, yeah. And this year we do not have the Thwomp Stompers, which Aww. are the boots, but Aww. next year. Definitely. We're excited. What else are you dressing up as? I'm also going to be Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I have a Star Trek red dress so everyone can tell me to watch out and be careful everywhere I go. It's oh, great. I'm so <laughs> Lucas, what are you dressing up as? I'm going basic. It's my first time at Dragon Con, and I'm kind of following these guys around. And I go to so many trade shows for my real life that it's kind of nice to just go to something that A, I'm really invested in, and then B, just not really have a schedule. Uh, that being said, I will, my only dress up is, uh, I'm gonna do a cosplay. a cosplay, I'm dressing up. I'm gonna be literarily wasted man. I'm gonna be wearing my, my lit wasted <laughs> shirt, and um, Christy has made some awesome, unique swag that will be available oh, yeah. only there. Oh um, so we'll see some of our fans there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, my cosplay, I'm going to do Captain N, the Game Master. Oh, it was yeah. a uh, lesser known, uh, I've got some video game fans here. Um, Google it, Captain N, the Game Master. It was a cartoon and a comic in the 80s. You should do Edward Forty Hands for Literally Wasted Man. Edward Forty Hands. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, thank you so much to Second and Charles for letting us come do this in your store, for giving all of our book club members a discount on our books, and for just being awesome. And thank you to all of you for being patient and yes, yes. Thank sticking you guys. around until we got this working. So sorry and about for that. for still being here. We love you guys. Yeah, we love y'all. Y'all are the best. You, you make this so much fun to do. So uh, keep keep commenting in the group, keep engaging with each other. It's Share like Share it with your friends, please. We're so close to breaking a thousand members in our group. Yeah. And it'd be super, super cool if we did that soon. Yeah, being in, maybe if we're excited, we'll just Being in the group away. is like being in the night circus. It's a magical place. So, <laughs> it is. It is yeah. it is probably I have another group of game things that's probably equally as positive, but it's so nice to go to a place that's just friendly and positive all the time. So props to everybody. Yeah. Love you guys. And we'll see you next month for Vicious, which we're all super excited yeah. about. Look, look how excited Christy is. <laughs> I'm really excited. Look how excited she is. And it's going to be great. It better be great. That will be on Wednesday, September... The oh, 11th. my calendar went weird. 11th. We will be doing the first live stream for Vicious. So get to reading. Yep. Thank you all so much. Two weeks. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.